now is is the time for gratitude about it. You know, so it's like, let's accept that. Let's say, well, I don't understand it. You know, how I had that car accident and this marriage breakup and this and this and this and this and I was attacked and I did this and did this. You know, that was all good. It was all like, this is perfect. This is how it's supposed to be for me. And um, when we come from gratitude, then we can say, okay, going forward, what is my uh, my viewpoint? And we can predetermine then uh, going forward. We can decide. We can have a, a different viewpoint going forward into uh, into our life from now on. And as we know, as a subject there with that the microcosm of, of the cells in our body, you know, just by casting new energy into the cells, it changes them. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by Twenty Eight Essentials. Here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to this week's Self Love Podcast. What an absolute, wonderful, incredible conversation you are about to hear. The gorgeous Dr. Mark Possels has served in chiropractic in numerous ways. Over the years as a practitioner, he has provided high-quality, well-being-oriented care and operated a number of successful family lifestyle-focused practices, enrolling many associates and team members in his vision. He currently conducts a practice here on Queensland's Sunshine Coast with a team of six chiropractors. He is a facilitator of improved professional standards. He has been a source of transformation for thousands of chiropractors and their teams, as he's an incredible coach and speaks to many audiences all around the world, online and in person. He has served chiropractors as a board member, and he also obviously motivates, inspires coaches and mentors, very many people, either in practice, as clients, or like me, an adopted family member. I could not be more proud of this human being. He's an extraordinary soul. He has incredible depth of knowledge. He goes down rabbit hole after rabbit hole. He has a curiosity mindset. He thinks beyond the realm and has the potential and ability to constantly have us go down the inquiry route as well. I love how he opens not only our minds, but our hearts. And I sincerely hope you enjoyed today's podcast as he tackles many topics around health, wellness, mindset, different approaches to health, mindset and wellness, and also, of course, the world that we live in today. You are not going to be disappointed. You are going to want to share this podcast and please make sure you give us your feedback on the Instagram page, Kim Morrison 28, my Facebook page, Kim Morrison Training, and also you can go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. You can leave your comments and posts there. And don't forget, if you love this podcast, I would be so honored if you could give it a five-star rating. It's what keeps us in the Google ranks. It's also what helps to support people to find the message of self-love more easily. And I can honestly say it means more than you could ever imagine to me. I sincerely and so proudly give to you the amazing, the gorgeous Dr. Mark Possels. 
So as you can hear, I am super delighted to invite to the Self Love Podcast the amazing, the incomparable, the one and only gorgeous Dr. Mark Possels. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me here, Kimmy. Thank oh. you so much. It is such a treat to interview people I love and respect and look up to so wholeheartedly. Now, you have a very colourful, interesting, beautiful life and also, you know, the fact that there's a lot of similarities in the things that we all love and do, but particularly around chiropractic. But perhaps before we get right into the philosophy of that and why you do what you do, could you give us a brief overview as to who you are and how you came to being who you are today? Oh, my gosh, who I am. That's, that's the biggest question I keep asking myself. Who am I? And it's like, where did I come from? Where do I go? What do I do? It's, uh, I guess it's a universal question that human beings have had for forever, probably. Um, and I guess I, I, I'm, a, I'm a person, I'm a male, I um, love um, investigating things. I'm curious about life. Uh, I uh, um, have, I, I guess I, I go for the unorthodox. I tend to have a high value around freedom, uh, freedom of expression, um, respect of nature and the order within nature, the beauty of nature, uh, and the implications that that has on the way we live our life. So um, have a great respect for the innate wisdom within people um, that everyone uh, is perfect within themselves. And, um, yeah, so I, I guess that the journey then's taken me into the natural world of uh, expression of optim optimal potential. So that's been, chiropractic has been my gig uh, for the last 45 years as a chiropractor. Um, and it's led me into understanding neurology and the network of um, neurons that is uh, um, part of our life expression. And the energy that flows behind that and with that and through that. So um, that's been a, a process of investigation. It's obviously led me into uh, coaching and um, writing on it and publishing on it and um, looking at ways which we can act as facilitators for each other in this, uh, in this journey and uh, this process of life. So, yeah, that's, um, you know, like the old game of golf, um, not too good at that, but I love it. Uh, and I think it's a great metaphor for life for, for me, um, you know, sailing and skiing and, you know, getting out there and being active and enjoying the physical world is, is uh, certainly something that, I, that grabs my attention, but I can also nerd out on stuff. So, um, you know, I can get, go down rabbit holes on um, different uh, obscure subjects. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's sort of been my journey in the last uh, um, seven decades or so. So, you know, that's, that's uh, uh, where I sit right now. I think it's fascinating times right now that we're in, that we're uh, going through a big revolution and uh, um, it's going to be fascinating to see how that transpires and what, uh, uh, what influence I can have on that too with, within uh, the very, very small context that um, my life is relative to the whole. So, yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's what I said. I, I guess, you know, the, the definition of self is something around like being total and essential and particular identity as an individual, but I don't see that we're um, that solely. I see that we're, we are part of one, and so we are interrelated with every aspect of, of not only just living 
matter and living stuff but in life but also of the um inanimate it's you know the energy that we flow that flows with us and through us so uh so i see that we're we're connected and um you know so self is 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 the microcosm so that we love ourselves and that's loving the world it's loving the loving the macrocosm so to, to to look into to see the beauty of the of the order and the, the structure that we are and uh and then uh extrapolate that out deduce that out into um the bigger dynamics of the cosmos and and the universe mm-hmm. and beyond so yeah so I say it's it's a great i think self is a metaphor it's probably not a uh an identity it's not a thing you know it's it's a it's a metaphor. So how we do ourselves is how we do our life is how we do our world, and we're an integral part of that that whole. So anyway, that's yeah. Sorry, that's don't be <laughs> that's sorry. Do not be sorry. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It is it is an interesting question, and it is a different philosophy, and it is a different viewpoint. Who am I, and who are we without all those labels, and how many rabbit holes we can actually go down around you know, really do becoming more identified or should we or shouldn't we? And I just, I personally love your philosophy in life where if I'm, if I could be correct in saying nothing is everything and everything is nothing in your view world and Mm. the way you actually go down those rabbit holes is something that is incredibly well revered and expected by many people who know you. And I know chiropractic is one way where you get to express that potentiality but one of the things I'd really love you to explain is you mentioned about it, the innate wisdom. And you said that we all have that within us. For people who don't think they're blessed with this, perhaps you could give us a little insight into exactly what that means. And you are welcome to go down the rabbit hole as far as you would like. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, well, I mean, let's just take the 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 simple the observable you know i currently i'm looking at my fingernails and saying hmm okay it's probably time for uh, a little trim there because as a chiropractor it's not very useful to have uh, long fingernails when you work on someone's body and it can leave a little indentation so uh, but what is it that makes the fingernails grow and how do the fingernails know how to grow and where does that growth come from and how does that how does that manifest and you know, why is it so perfect? You know, the fingernails are different on every finger. Um, and sure, they keep growing. But I guess they have to keep growing because then they can adapt to the wearing of the fingernails as we dig in the dirt and we do our thing as, as we are designed to do. And, you know, so, so there's, a, there's an order there. It's an order within that, within the simplest of things. Well, it's not simple, really. When you start to get into the complexities of that, it's bloody complex. Um, but of, of that sort of phenomena, and I don't know if, you, if you've ever had a, oh, God, I can remember, I jumped off a jetty uh, to you know, stop the boat from hitting the, hitting the wharf. It wasn't, wasn't hard. It was just a you know, small boat, but it was, I put my fingernail down or finger on top of the, the uh uh, the post and it was dried old wood and the and a splinter went right up inside my fingernail. Oh, talk about pain! I mean, you know, the the body recognised that there was um, 
an invasion to this sacred area. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing to have this big black splinter up inside my nail um, between my finger and, and the nail. And it was, and, and so it was, it was like, wow, that there's a, there's an intelligence there that um, is at work. And it's <clears throat> in a very, very simple way um, supporting the whole. And I, I would see that the, um, yeah, we may be like little fingernails on the on the big scheme of things. You know, to some degree, you might think, oh, well, they're they're um, not even needed. Uh, you know, we could be better off without fingernails. But uh, the reality of it is, is that we are part of the whole. The body would be in worse shape if we didn't have fingernails. We'd have to adapt in, in a whole bunch of other ways, and um, think about all the things you do with your fingernails and take them for granted. So they grow. They get trimmed naturally, or we, you know, if we're doing too much in the way of sedentary work or not not getting our hands dirty and so forth, we tend to have to cut our fingernails. Then we can make them as fashion objects, and we can we can create with them. and And sometimes we um, we abuse them. Sometimes we bite them and chew them and and desecrate them. Uh, and we don't necessarily feed them well. So, you know, there's nutrition that affects fingernails. So, I mean, you know, just take one little thing, but look at the innate wisdom within that. It's there for a purpose. It's there for, um, it's it's a, a constant process of recreation and, and growth. And we're either in growth or, or we're in dying. So, you know, as we, uh, the life goes out of our body, the fingernails stop growing. You know, there's, there's sort of, a limitation there to matter and the energy then is is what we have to look at well what is the energy of life and what is the energy of death and what what is the energy when it's there which is living and when it's not when we you know two seconds after after the uh that life has left our body we could still have some blood sort of circulating and, and gradually slowing down but we don't have that life spark you know that it's the the energy is gone and yet all the physical parts are still there so we're more than our physical parts. We're 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 a um, an integrated being that, and and this is where the word human being comes from. Human is is like the physical stuff. But the being is the energy, the life, the the um, the spark that's within and and around. It's not just contained in this vessel. It's all around us. We, we have this halo all around us, and, and it goes out for a long, long way. I mean, you know, experience that being done with like. The um, um, Heart Math Institute in, in Colorado, um, looking at how many miles away the the people who are in a state of gratitude on this uh, about these uh, given strands of DNA uh, would affect the DNA like fifty miles away, uh, to use American language. So you know there is there's a there's a, a remote effect. There's been remote studies like Tiller and people like that. Uh, who have um, shown that a group of people praying has an effect on um, the health of someone on the other side of the world. And, and you know, you can turn it on, turn it off. And they've done these, you know, the, the Heart Math Institute did those studies of, of watching what happened to the DNA as it unwound or wound up, depending on whether it was in a state of gratitude or a state of um, hate or fear. And um, so, in other words, we're non-local. We're, we're, not, we're not just um, within our body, our life forces within us and around us and through us and um, intermingles with everyone else's 
life force. So, so there's a there's a communication. We all know this, you know, these intuitive hits. We think of someone, and the phone goes, and there they are, and we haven't spoken to them for months or years. Sometimes, you know, situations seem to be serendipitous, um, except that they tend to be able to be repeatable. And the more we train on them, the better we get at them. So, you know, there's there's a, a an interplay there between um, us and what might be called universal intelligence. So in chiropractic, we know it as the universal intelligence, which is uh, the the order and the and the structure of of things, of stuff, of of um, uh, the cosmos, of the relationships with the natural laws that we that we work within. And um, there's so much we don't know. We're just starting to to get a little glimpse of the understanding of that bigger order, that consciousness that we're bathed in. Um, and that has its own little part, which plays out in living matter. So, uh, and that's the innate intelligence, the intelligence within, from the from the sea that sits in the ground, and the roots go down, the the shoots go up, and it will um, circumvent obstacles along the way just to express its life force. Um, and that's that's all within the seed. It's uh, the the knowledge uh, of how to be an oak tree or a, a pine tree or whatever the case may be is within it. So we we have this potential within us, you know, within and within within every part of us. And this is, now the science is starting to show: well, every vibration we have, like every thought we have. Um, is affected throughout every cell. So those fingernail cells are picking up on uh, anger, on frustration, on fear, on love, on um, forgiveness, on, on every vibe that we do has a has a, a, a carrier wave, and it's and it's uh, takes the information on it and it gets picked up by the cell. The cell then says, "Oh, okay, here's a here's a love." Uh, vibe coming in here uh, goes in through the cell wall. You look at the work of Bruce Lipton and, and the like, where um, the, the the cell wall mediates those those uh, um, vibrations, that message, that information that goes into the cell. It digs into um, a previous time when that worked really well, and it pulls it out. The, the, it actually pulls out the memory of the cell, and the cell vibrates at that level. So you know we we can choose the thought. And the cells and all the quadrillions of cells within our body will shift to that thought um, in concert. So you know, there's there's a huge um, element to that as you as you so beautifully um, enunciate with your book there, Kim, and, and and with with what you live. You know, you're you you ooze that that feeling of oh, I'm in the right place. Oh, I'm okay. Yes, uh, I'm I'm enough, you know, and that then transmits into other people. People take that on board. Some 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 of us have filters. We or we all have filters, and some of those filters can be then. Um, say, oh no, not really. That's not me. That might be for you, but that's not me. I'm I'm really angry at the neighbour next door because their hedge is growing over my fence or whatever it is. You know, there there can be blocks to that. Um, however, the there's a there's a predominant thought. That will prevail. So, you know, if we choose to take on the, the dominant thought uh, that happens to be a destructive thought or a negative thought, then that's going to affect our physiology. It affects every cell and its function, affects our health, affects uh, our relationships, affects every um, energy that we that we're radiating that we're putting out there. So, uh, what's so cool about this is that we have the conscious override. You know, we've we've got the ability as a human being um, that. You know, probably down through through the animal kingdom, there's, there's sort of maybe less and less of a conscious override, but who knows? I mean, there's some pretty 
amazing intelligence in ants. But anyway, the, you know, there's a there's an override there that we we can choose. We can have a conscious decision about uh, which way we go with this and how we frame our situations and how we frame our past and how we frame our future. Because we'll, you know, if we can, if we frame our past differently, the past changes, which is so cool. You know, it's like we oh, we can't be a victim then. We can't say, well, oh, the past, I'm, I'm like this because of the past. No, as soon as we love our past, our past changes and also our present changes and also our future changes, our future direction, our future possibilities and potentialities. So, yeah, that's that's the cool part about um, uh, innate intelligence. It's it's intelligent. It's it's connected to the big the big thing, whatever the big thing is. You know, um, we haven't even begun to scratch the, the surface of that one. Um, but we're in the state of wonder and a state of uh, amazingness, so that we can then uh, ooze that out through our through our being, and that is how we're meant to be. We, we live, we can live out our blueprint, we can live out uh, what our design is from a higher source, which we'll probably never know about. You know, I mean, people are saying, "Oh, I've got to find my purpose," but it's like, no, no, just live out of out of this abundance, and your purpose will become obvious, maybe. Yeah, maybe in time to come. Who knows? But incredible, and I I really love the way you do this, and you give potential hope for anyone and everyone. But someone listening to this might be going, "This sounds great. It feels right. Maybe there's even a part that speaks to them." But they've had a shitty life, Mark. They've had lots of things occur in their world, which has really made them question life or they've had people treat them badly or they've had um, injuries or they've had. Now, do you believe there's an order to all of that and the inquiry should be around our response to that? Or do you believe it's serendipitous and it's up to us to then learn from that? Which way around is it? Yeah, I I know. I guess I have a, a sense that we, you know, that we come into this life form uh, as a as a human being. So in other words, we, we've got a body, we get a body, that's the human, uh, and then there's the being part, right? And the being is is where do we go when we sleep? You know, what, where the hell, like, you know, it's like eight hours last night and it's like, well, where was I? Who, who was I? Who am I? Who, you know, who, what was the self? And it's like, well, no, I mean, I had some dreams, but maybe – maybe the this is the dream when I wake up that this is the dream and then where who I am is when I was asleep um and where I go so I don't know I mean you know there's there's so in other words we we have a greater self a great a greater um essence and we come into this limited thing called physical being because I mean if you look at it look at the the vibrational scale I mean you've got that that spiritual essence whichever whatever that is but it's a it's a high vibration scale on the, on, the, on the vibration scale. And then you come down through the mental field, which is um, the field of information around us and things we know they're there. We can't see them, but we use them, you know, like Wi-Fi and radio waves, TV waves, microwaves, et cetera. Those, those things we can't see, but they're there. We know it, they're vibration, they carry information. Um, and then we come into our body, which is actually the lowest level the physical being is is the lowest level of vibration and so there's different levels of that from um you know certain parts of our body that function at high vibrational levels and some that are much lower and you go down into rocks and dirt and so forth and through the periodic tables and so forth. so in other words you've got a we, we have a, a scale here but we are at the bottom of that scale right so I, I would see that the physical experience is a is a pretty low level experience 
Uh, and our, it seems like we come into, into the body, and you, you look at, look at a, a newborn baby, it, it uh, just oozes attention, it oozes attraction. And obviously, like even the, the toughest and roughest of, of blokes, you know, sees this baby and goes, oh, that's pretty cute, you know. Uh, and so, you know, there's, there's something that touches our heart about that, and the baby doesn't have to say anything, you know, just is just there. And 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 I think, you know, that's the de- that's from a descending pathway is coming, you know, into this body and it's more being than it is human at that point. Or, you know, it's it's doesn't have the, the mass. Uh, and so as we get culturalized and we we you know we we go through our thing about being a human and finding out how bodies work and how life works and how all the physical stuff works, we tend to forget about our being. We tend to forget about where we came from. And then you know some some of us, not all of us, some of us start to wake up to that and say, well, you know what? There must be more than this. There must be more than just the physical stuff. More than just getting a bunch of money and having you know physical experiences and stuff. Um, maybe there's you know maybe there's a part of me that I've forgotten about. So you know many of us are on this path back to learning learning about ourselves and the first obstacle we come across is another person you know the other the second the person that we come in touch with is the person who brings us the our shadow that brings us the areas that we've ignored or it brings us the areas that we haven't uh loved and we haven't um infused with spirit so so that often is a, is a is a big stumbling block i'm sure you know many people can relate to this uh, you know that's just like there's just someone very very close who just is a pain in the butt you know they just can't get over they can't you know it's just like they do things wrong they just, you know they're bad news whatever um and that tends to be in families you don't usually have to go much further than that and uh, so that then sets the scene for blockages going out into the the, the greater family of, of relationships uh, the social fabric of society and so forth so it, it changes us and they're, they're all tests i see to um uh, to allow us to to get the experience of this lifetime so you know the horrible existence what one might have described can also be a blessing for another person you know i'm only i'm only here as a saint and a and a you know squillionaire and you know i've mastered all this physical stuff and and the spiritual stuff and i'm in touch with you know like an alchemist and all the rest of it uh, because i had a shitty lifestyle a, a, a shitty um, you know, environment when I when I grew up and family was horrible and rah 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 rah, and but I love it and I've accepted it and I've in- integrated it and that's why I'm uh, now ascending. And then you have another person who's sitting there sucking their thumb and saying, "Well, I can't do anything because I had a shitty lifestyle. I, I had a horrible family, and uh, therefore I'm a victim to that. I'm like I am because uh, of what happened to me before." And it's the same situation. Two people have the same situation, and you see this t- constantly in families. Um, same situation happens. Um, different meanings made of it by two two individuals, and one individual goes in a certain path, and another in another path and end up in very, very different places in life. So uh, I would see that uh, whatever's happened in the past was predestined. Let's just say it was predestined. It doesn't, you know, it, let's say it had to be, it was perfect, it was designed, it was ordained, it was like this is why I came here. Now is, is the time for gratitude about it. You know, it's just like let's accept it. Let's say, well, I don't understand it, you know, how I had that car accident and this marriage breakup and this and this and this and this and I was tacked on to this and to this. You know, that was all good. It was all like this is perfect. This is how it's supposed to be for me. And um, when we come from gratitude, then we can say, okay, going forward, 
what is my uh, my viewpoint? And we can predetermine then uh, going forward. We can decide. We can have a, a different viewpoint going forward into uh, into our life from now on. And as we know, as a subject there with that the microcosm of, of the cells in our body, you know, just by casting new energy into the cells, it changes them. Now, it changes, as I said, the past, and that's the gratitude. It will change our past. And it changes the, the moments of, of terror and, and anguish and so forth in the past and uh, allows us to actually rewrite our history. Because if we can see our history in a different perspective, that's a rewrite. You know, if we, if we shift the perspective that from it was I was a victim to, uh, wow, I got this great opportunity, that's a rewrite. And, and that then unshackles us from uh, the, the energy of the past and allows it to be historical but not necessarily uh, an identity. And then that then allows us to go forward in, in, a, in a new way mm-hmm. and define our future. Does this evolve then in the physical realm? I know the, the body is the bottom of the layer, but we also know that to experience the body in its greatest realm and potentiality of great health or using things like breath work or meditation or ice baths or ocean swims, all of these things on a physical level actually can uh, almost trampoline us, bounce us into new ways of being. And before you answer that, those negative thoughts and negative ways or never negative occurrences or staying in victim mentality, that also would manifest in the physical realm. Is that true? Yeah, oh, sure. We carry our scars. Is that what you mean? Like, you know, we, we carry the injuries from the past? Yes, and also yeah. they can manifest, can't they, into injury or illness or sure. if we don't work on ourselves with that, understanding that the body is a physical experience of our beingness and that often it can become a barometer perhaps for what's going on, especially with the work like you talk about with Bruce Lipton, the biology of belief that, you know, it does seem to manifest itself physically, whatever it is we're experiencing spiritually, emotionally, and intelligently. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. And yeah, because we're not our body, you know, and so it really, it doesn't matter from that point of view. You know, some of the most inspiring people uh, have the, the, the biggest um, uh, scars, if you like. On, on their on, on their body or on their on their spirit, and uh, they've, they've it's the overcoming, it's how we deal with it that makes the biggest difference. So, um, you know, I don't think there's anything to heal um, that you know in in life. You know, you have the terminal condition. It's not about healing it. It's uh, you know, shift change takes place when the energy changes, when the vibration changes. So, uh, it's it's more a matter of when we come to love it then um, there's a shift. Now, it may stay the same, like there's a limitation of matter in the, in the physical world. We do have, you know, we don't grow a new arm if we, you know, cut it off. You know, we, we, we have a limitation of, of matter. Sure, there's some amazing regenerative powers of innate intelligence in, in um, uh, organs particularly that, are, that, are need, that need to be on point all the time, like the liver, for example. Um, but, you know, our skin's regenerate. Every cell's regenerating. Uh, and we have a sort of uh, controller of that called telomeres, but the um, and they shift and they change with uh, an attitudinal shift. So our potential of a physical level does actually change uh, relative to the vibration that we're carrying. So uh, and we can change that. That's the lovely part about this is that we you know we we can decide 
And so there's different processes such as meditation and, and breath work and, and exercise and, um, you know, putting ourselves through extremes of, of jumping out of planes or ice buckets or whatever the case may be. It, it, it wakes us up and that, that's a, um, uh, a way of demonstrating to us that we are more than just our normal self, you know, we are a supernatural self that that um, can withstand all sorts of different um, situations and, and survive and, and flourish because of them or through them. So, so I think you know, th- there's there's these metaphors that we can use uh, to uh, wake ourselves up. I mean, I don't know whether there's that many ascended masters and and high level monks and so forth that you know, sit in ice bars or, or do, um, you know, skydiving or, or firewalking and, and so forth. And yet there's cultures all around the world that, that you know, have devised things like that as initiations, as rites of passage, of uh, reminders of uh, um, who we are and in, in our, um, our culture. So, you know, there's a, there's, uh, I think that they're, they're valuable and I've certainly done lots of them. And uh, from each one of them, there's been a gain. And I think also um, watching or being present uh, for a birth or being present for a death, uh, being being there at a at a wedding, as you you do so well, Kim. You know, you're um, officiating at a at a, a sacred um, connection. As it, it's it's so empowering. It's 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 so special. And if we allow it to be, or it could just be another wedding. Could just be another death. Could just be another birth. You know, um, so you know, if we look with curiosity at our life and look at our fingernail and look at a a, a little um, bud coming out of a tree in the in the springtime and and developing into a flower and then into a fruit and and seeing that cycle of life as it falls to the ground or gets eaten by an animal, you know, a person and and the recycling takes place. And, and so, you know, seeing, <clears throat> seeing this as, as part of, I think, of our appreciation for what we have. Um, and so it's like, well, so what? Bring on the, 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 the cuts and the scratches and the bangs and the, and the, the knocks because really that's all part of the journey um, if we choose to. And the more choice we have, the more we, you know, define that. So... Yeah. <laughs> powerful, very powerful, Mark. What would you say then through your years of being a chiropractor, which is one of the most beautiful forms and modalities out there that I feel, and this is just a personal experience of all the different modalities I've had, I just feel it's one of the few that really does take in, I guess the word is the whole being. So when one part of us is injured, there's often a story in behind that or sore or whatever. What would you say has been your greatest insight as it, from that modality's point of view? What has been your greatest insight about humanness and the ability to expand on that consciousness, that super consciousness? How can we expand on that through the work of chiropractic? Yeah, that's wow. That's that's a oh, where do we go with that one, Kim? Um, I mean, I think the, there's a sort of a, in this physical realm, we live in a thing called time. Um, so time is, you know, is, is a construct that we have and that we work 
within in this particular dream or reality, whatever you want to call it. Um, and there, I think one of the things is that in recent time, maybe the last few hundred years, um, we're, we've got more and more input into our body um, and into our life. Um, it seems like every month, you know, there's more, but, you know, I, there was an estimate there that the average person 200 years ago had as much input into their body in a year as we have in a day, you know. So um, with all the, all, the, all the sensory stuff that happens. So uh, along with that, we, our expectations become instant as well, uh, you know, that we want to have something happen now. We've got this thing going on and we want the thing to be got rid of. And so we go to someone who can take take that thing away so it's an externalized process um and that, that's a mechanistic thing it's 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 not looking at the vitalistic whole it's not looking at the at the interrelationship of like homeostasis uh and chiropractic represents that it represents the vitalistic viewpoint of if you like the law of the land you know that um you plant a seed and you don't go back the next day to expect it to be to be able to harvest it you know, you, you, you water it, you nurture it, you work with it, and you start to see it evolve into its, its blueprint for life. And, and you know, as long as there's no interferences to that, then that, that seed will, will grow into, you know, a beautiful form of unique um, vegetation in this case and um, do what it does in terms of um, reproduction and, 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 and so forth. So it's, it's, it's like there's a system, there's a cycle to this, um, it's not just a, a phenomena, you know, and uh, it's not like in a, in a factory you'll, you'll sort of make something to eat uh, for people to eat. It doesn't really matter. Just mix a bunch of chemicals together and you get something for people to eat um, that sort of resembles something in nature, but it's not nature, you know. So so there's a mechanistic thing. And then healthcare is a bit like that too, you know. You, you People will go to a... To, a doctor to get something, to take something away, to speed something up, to slow something down, uh, to to affect our our body, which knows what to do, as long as there's no interference. So the chiropractor then will will set from different viewpoint and say, okay, well, let's. I don't know whether we can help. I don't know whether I can heal you. I, in fact, I've never healed any, anyone. Um, you know, your body has the ability to regenerate. It doesn't even heal itself, actually. It regenerates um, and, you know, grow to, to a different, um, uh, in a different vibe to, to, its, to its highest potential. So by clearing out interferences, which is all we do, and that could be through um, subluxations and clearing out interference to the nervous system, um, and it could be clearing out interferences to a person's thinking. Uh, and looking at the the constructs that we've got and are they useful? So, but what happens? And the, and the most amazing thing for me is to see the progression of people as they go through care. Now, I've had the advantage of forty five years in, in in the profession, and over a hundred people through our practice has become chiropractors. So, you know, that's that's been such a. It's just so so warming to. To see, like just yesterday, there was a three-year-old that says, um, uh, we've got this little, little adjusting thing, it's called an activator, and they've got a little baby one. And, um, you know, she was, I'm a chiropractor. I'm a chiropractor. And she was following around, you know, d- mimicking what I was doing. And that, that to me is like, wow, that is so cool because I know that 
Um, fast forward now 25 years, and that that three-year-old has a very high likelihood of um, becoming a chiropractor, of, and so many of them have. I mean, you know, look after so many people who um, were babies and now they're their cars and, and I'd say look after because we, we do coaching as well. Um, but that, you know, that's the uh the phenomena there that that's it's a long-term um viewpoint on a vitalistic view on life. It's a long-term uh process that, that I that really spizzes me up, that gets me going. Uh it's not necessarily the fact that a person comes in with epilepsy and that clears out, a person comes in with migraines and that clears out. But I mean, it's, it's nice and it's sort of cool, but you know, that's not what it's about. You know, it's it's about the process that people go through in their awakening. And I think, see that you know, our our as a chiropractor, our main job is to reconnect the physical with the spiritual. So then the the finite can can meet the infinite and become one with it again. And that's that was written in. 1895, when chiropractic was first uh, formulated. So, you know, it's it's about ascendance. It's about allowing ourselves to um, to move to a higher vibe, to to see life from a different perspective. So that's that's really you know the the big buzz for me. Uh, it's not in the sort of cure this and fix that and all that sort of stuff. I mean, that's sure that that happens along the way, but that's that's not why we exist. That that, that doesn't juice me on a yeah, on a daily, um, a yearly, um, decadely um, uh, basis, you know. It's, it's like, hey, let's, let's look at this um, this big picture, look at the long term and uh, look at where we're going with humanity, how we can shape humanity um, to, to live their life in a, in a different level. That's beautiful. Do you think then... And this is no knocking at all the medical world. I know you have a high regard and respect for many aspects of it. From an emergency medical point of view, there is no greater place than going into an emergency department of a hospital. It seems to be, in years gone by, my grandmother, for example, who's no longer with us, but she was told when my grandfather went through World War Three, uh, World War Two. Gosh, I feel like we're in World War Three. In World War Two, um, she was told by her doctor then to take up smoking as a form of relaxing and stress relief, etc. She grew up believing that her doctor was God, that they knew everything. And I can understand to some extent how someone becomes our number one caregiver or guidance or or main primary caregiver. And then over time, you know, it seems to me that doctors have gone very pharmacological, very um, prescriptive based. And it's it's sometimes now it's more important for people like us and probably people listening to this podcast to look for more holistic, integrative type experts that actually do still believe in the biology of the body and the emotional side of the body. Do you believe there's hope for the medical world? And if so, is there still a place for it in this day and age? Mm, boy, that's, that's, that's opened up a can of worms <laughs> Kim. <laughs> uh, okay. So I guess the way I would see it at, at this point in time um, is that we're in a revolution. Um, we are revolting against the uh, or, or moving from a centralized um, process. Now, maybe we could just go back 250 years. 
uh, or even 250 years before that or 250 years before that because we've got 250 year cycles that seem to be popping up around society and what you know what how we structure ourselves so from the protestant revolution to the to the um american revolution french revolution which was 250 years ago um there was a breaking away from the aristocracy so to speak and um looking at uh democratic power to the people um and that was a centralized system that we've been in now for 250 years uh where um, nations have, have control of their money, of their healthcare, of of of, of the world uh, collectively, and and the United Nations, which is sort of a centre point for a central government, but it's still a centralised form of of existence. Um, the revolution at this point in time, I would suggest, is going into a decentralised form. So, decentralised form is where um, the point of power is everywhere. The point of power is no longer in one particular source. Now, if we look at the human body, um, the human body is a decentralized mechanism. You know, where every part of the body is interrelated. That little finger cell that we we're talking about before is a, a, a very important part. And when I got the, the spoon up my finger, you know, I knew about that. You know, uh, it was a very important part of the, of the regulation of the whole system. You know, I. I uh, it would have caused, I don't know what exactly what actually happened when it, to my physiology at that point in time. It certainly affected my heart when I got the fingernail pierced. It certainly affected my uh, my, my um, intestinal system. It, it affected my digestion. I didn't feel like eating anything at that point in time. You know what I mean? It's, it's like everything got affected. Skin flushed and blushed and tears came out. I mean, you know, so in other words, there's a, that's a, uh, that's a, um, a system that is decentralized right so we're we're moving into um the there's actually another second revolution on that and that's uh, the technology one um that's allowing us now to go decentralized and, and so um the financial system is now in a in a way able to go decentralized which is you know through cryptos and, and bitcoin and so forth now obviously the centralists are fighting against that they want to have control of everything and so there's a there's sort of a push-pull within that. Now, if you look at the centralised system, um, that's where medicine sits. Medicine is controlled uh, and manipulated by the industrial complex and um, it's, you know, the university systems and so forth are, are, um, through a, a report that's done in like 1920s, the Flexner report, um, is that all, all medicine should be mechanistic. You know, we don't have any room here for vitalism at all. And so uh, only teach mechanism, throw everything else out. So it's drugs and surgery and stuff. Now, so, and then we'll call it healthcare. Now, that's a misnomer. It's not healthcare. It's disease care. And it does a really, really good job of treating disease. But what about health? And health is a, is a whole. Health is a, a vitalistically driven phenomena um, that includes mechanisms, obviously. I think it's a mechanism. But the, there's a vitalistic uh, component to that that is not being addressed in healthcare. So, you know, doctors do what they've been taught and, that, and that's all they can do. And, and all of us, you know, throughout the education system, it's, it's a mechanistic system and we've been taught that and so that's why we act. Um, some um, disruptors 
have uh, maybe escaped that or challenged that, and I would see myself as probably one of those where where it's about saying, okay, well, what about the integration of vitalism and mechanism together? I mean, you know, the the human and the being, bring them back together again, because that was actually decided on a couple of thousand years ago to separate the human and the being, and uh, that's where the the human has been so called healthcare, and the being is so called religion. And so, you know, let's bring them back together. So this revolution we're in right now is to do we succumb to this and, and become subjects of the of the world government or the world state and do what we're told, um, you know, have have external pharmacological uh, measures that control us and electronic measures that control us. Um, there's a planned death date and all that sort of stuff, which, you know, is all possible. Um, or do we break away from that, not fund it, not, not give it support, and um, take on a decentralised nature? We look at the, the human body as a great example of that. Like everything that man's ever made or d- d- discovered is evident within nature. You know? So let's look to nature for the matrix that, um, that we can build on. And if you look at the blockchain, it looks just like the neural net. You know, of the of the human body. I mean, it's like all these nodes, and they're all interacting. They're all all carrying the messages of everything else. So there's transparency right across. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful system, and this is what we're now being able to develop within our next level of of um, human consciousness if we choose to. You know, so and I'm sure it will happen anyway. But it was really interesting. Just a, a point on this that we had a flood in our office this week. And um, the dental office above flooded out and we flooded out. And um, the morning after, even though there was water everywhere, we were operating. We were there working, you know. Now, the machinery and stuff in the dental office wasn't able to do that. But, you know, because it's, it's, it's centralised, it's dependent on electricity and, and you know, whatever the, 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 the funding or the, the, the power sources of what they utilise is, you know, be it the drugs or the, uh, the temperature of the fridges or whatever it is. But as chiropractors, we could do what we do. We just we actually moved the um, tables out into the car park and we, were, we adjusted people the whole this week as the guys came in and cleaned up all the mess. So, you know, that was, a, a, I think, just a, a great example of a decentralised system at work. It can operate... Um, regardless of what happens, you know, all the lights go out, all of um, everything goes down. Chiropractors can still work. Chiropractors can still do what they do, and because your body still does what it does, <laughs> your body doesn't stop because it's a Sunday and and there's a brownout or whatever on the on the on the net. You know, it 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 still works. So I think that's that's the big difference there. I, I think doctors do the best they can. They're well-intentioned people, and just you know, and nurses particularly, that like they're just serving like crazy. And you know, they're in a system which is mechanistically driven, and that makes it really really difficult to bring in holism into that, to bring in health into that. There's platitudes of that, you know, wellness and all that sort of stuff, but it's not. It's not pragmatically driven. So, so um, that would be the distinction, I'd say. And I would see that there's a lot of, lot of the world is starting to move towards us, and particularly at this point in time when with COVID there, people are having to choose about which philosophy they have. You know, do they, do they take the thing or not the thing, you know? And, and those that are being forced to take the thing and they don't want the thing, then they are, are following their passion, they're following their heart, they're following their philosophy of, look, life is more than that. It comes from inside out. It doesn't come from outside in. So, you know, that's, that, I would say, it's, it, it, that, this gets into some pretty uh, politically uh, driven rabbit holes. But I, I think to give the overview, that would be how I'd see it, the difference between the two. 
Beautifully said. I so appreciate your time, dear Mark, and I know that we don't have much time to go. But the person that listens to the self-love podcast is a searcher. They are inquiring. They are looking. They are people who are willing to open themselves up, be broken open, for want of a better word. We now realize we don't need healing. It's all about regeneration, different mindset, different approach, appreciating our past to have a sense of not only generosity, but obviously gratitude. But that also shapes our future. If there was one message, one final message you could give to the beautiful self-love podcast listener, what would that be? Oh, probably, you know, um, there's nothing to change. There's nothing. You know, the world is perfect. The universe is perfect. It goes on with or without us. There's nothing to change. There's nothing to change in your body. There's nothing to change in your mind. There's nothing to change anywhere. This is absolutely perfect as it is right now. Ah, beautiful. And if we were to finish, wouldn't it be lovely if we can all really listen to that? I, I actually encourage the listener to listen to that again, actually. It just really sat with me as I went to ask you the next question, but I, I really want to drink those words in. Um, just to finish, beautiful Mark, your favourite quote that you could share with us at the moment? Okay. Um, you know, Woody Allen's quote is saying 90% of success in life is in just showing up. And with that, it's like just show up, just be you, be yourself unashamedly, be transparent. You're the only one that, of, of you in this planet, on this planet, in this universe. And so celebrate that, celebrate that uniqueness and just lean in and allow things to occur as they naturally unfold. You're a beautiful soul. I'm so proud to have adopted myself into your family <laughs> and mm -hmm. feel like I am definitely in the right space and place in this time of my life. You may not realize just how much you inspire me on a daily basis, you and beautiful Jax and your family and what a privilege it is for me to know that I have you on speed dial, Dr. Mark Possels. You have no idea how much it means to me as my medical um, and one of my supporters in my health care, but also as a dear and very treasured friend. I just want to thank you for being on the Self-Love Podcast. Well, thank you so much, Kim, for all that you do and the, the ripples of change that you initiate at, at a, um, the, the vibrational level that, that you've you know, you've got an industry that that with with the aromas and the vibration of that that is profound. The love that you put into that, but that it also ripples out from you into so many people around you. And I mean, and it's one of those things you never know. You'll never know how many people you've affected. But I just, I really, really appreciate you uh, always having a good word about about people, even if they're not in the room. Um, and and it's and it's it's lovely. It's it's healing. It's it's valuable. It's it's and I think self love is such a a great title for your um, uh, endeavor in this context. But it goes way beyond that as well. So thank you, Kim. I love you, sweetheart. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at twenty eight dot com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.